and welcome to September. This is Newsmax Daily for Friday, September the 1st, 2023. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for the download. The 35th Friday of the year and the first of five Fridays this month which is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month and Hispanic Heritage Month. Today, the first is College Colors Day as the college football season kicks off. If you've been listening, you know I live in the great city of Orlando, Florida. My son just graduated from the great UCF. That's the University of Central Florida here in Orlando. What a debut into the Big 12 for the Knights last night. Yes, Thursday night, college football. They slammed, hammered Kent State 56 to 6. The Florida Gators, by the way, lost to Utah. North Carolina State beat UConn among some of the Knights' games. There's a full slate of college football tonight, tomorrow, of course, and even on Sunday. When LSU takes on Florida State in a neutral site game, which happens to be being played here in Orlando as well. What is this, a sports show? No, but people do love college football. It's also Labor Day weekend, and Americans hitting the road will not love paying for record high gas prices. The national average for a gallon of regular unleaded is now $3.83 a gallon, up a couple of pennies from earlier in the week, which was the highest price of the whole year. $3.83 a gallon is the highest Labor Day weekend price since 2012. Bidenomics is about building an economy. From the middle out and the bottom up. And many people in the southeast, at least, will spend the weekend cleaning up and in some cases looking for a new place to live temporarily and some people looking for a new place to live permanently after the destruction of Hurricane Idalia. There are currently approximately 1,500 federal responders on the ground in Florida. That's Homeland Security Advisor Elizabeth Sherwood Randall in the White House news conference yesterday also announcing that President Biden will travel to Florida tomorrow, Saturday, where he'll meet with Governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. We're just planning the visit, uh, but I will say that every time I've been to Florida, with the president. He has met, of course, with Governor DeSantis. Then I imagine we will see a bunch of choice photos and edited videos of DeSantis and Biden all over the place, whether complimentary or disparaging, and people trying to somehow use that against Ronnie D, just like when then New Jersey Governor Chris Christie met with President Obama after Hurricane Sandy, I think it was, that wiped out the Jersey Shore back uh, however many years ago that was, I'm sure you remember. And like she said, when it's for the good of the people, the well-being of Americans, life-threatening situations, we have to, have to put politics aside. Speaking of Chris Christie, by the way, a political action committee backing Christie for president released a new campaign ad in New Hampshire that features Donald Trump's mugshot asserting that Trump cannot win the general election because of his legal issues, which is pretty much what Christie was saying during the debate as well. Tired of the drama, the distractions, the lies. It's time for conservatives to win again. A real conservative. Christie tells the truth, and he'll beat Joe Biden easily. All right, number one, there are no politicians that tell the truth, even the ones that you like. Number two, you could see how he's discrediting Donald Trump there and throwing in that he will beat Biden. And is it just me as a voice person, or does it seem like it's the same guy voicing every political ad? 
If you're running for office and you want something different and fresh, hit me up. I'm available for voiceover. Yesterday, the former president and one of his attorneys entered a not guilty plea in the Georgia election and racketeering case. We get more from Katrina Zisch on American Agenda. Now, the plea means that Trump will not appear in person in Fulton County Court in Atlanta next week to face the charges. Senior correspondent John Huddy has the latest on the story. John. Yeah, Katrina and Bob, also Trump's legal team, uh, we're hearing right now, just filed a motion to sever his case from the other 18 defendants as well. We've seen a couple other of the co-defendants do that. Well, now Trump's legal team is doing it as Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis wants all of them tried together and the uh, trial to start October 3rd. Uh, 23rd. Now, Trump's uh, most recent motion to sever the case comes just a couple hours after his attorneys filed the arraignment waiver today in Fulton County Superior Court. Trump's statement reads in part that he discussed it with his attorney, Stephen Sadow, adding, quote, understanding my rights, I do hereby freely and voluntarily waive my right to be present at my arraignment on the indictment and my right to have it read to me in open court. Now, Fulton County Superior Court allows defendants to appear virtually for arraignments or waive their right to appear if their attorney enters a not guilty plea in writing. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, so we were expecting the defendants in this case to do that. Well, we know that co-defendants Sidney Powell, Ray Smith, Trevion Kuti already waived their arraignments pleading not guilty as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, as I reported yesterday, we were expecting former President Trump and the others to do the same. Now, Powell, by the way, along with Kenneth Chesbro, also filed motions requesting a speedy trial. Chesbro's is scheduled for October 23rd, that same date that Fonnie Willis wants basically the whole trial with all the defendants to start as well. Now, uh, both uh, Powell and Chesbro are looking to separate themselves from the other defendants in the case, and now we're hearing former President Trump is doing the same. That's Newsmax correspondent John Huddy on American Agenda. And President Trump's legal spokesperson, Alina Haba, spoke with Lydia Serrani on Newsmax last night. Thank you so much for, for being with us, Alina. Of course, anytime. How are you? I'm doing well, and I know Trump is doing even better. Let's take a look at an updated schedule of key dates for Trump in yellow, election events in blue. I mean, look at this. I mean, how can you not deny that this is political persecution, election interference at the highest level? They're clearly doing everything they can to cloud and conflict Trump's schedule with trial dates. What can be done about this? There's a lot to be done. Remember, this is the first dates. Some cases we've asked, uh, just in the one case, we've asked for an adjournment of the dates. But we can't deny by looking at that calendar and that insane schedule that these are cases that have been going on and investigated for years. But somehow the grand jury was rushed on all of these cases to indict President Trump because he's leading in the polls and they really can't stop him without it. So uh, what will we do? We will file the appropriate motions. Obviously, I'm not going to give the other side any window into our strategy, but um, we have clear uh, division. We have clear judges, AGs, DAs that have political motivation. They've said it before they even came on the bench. They've said it before they even indicted, before they had the grand jury even convened. And they did it uh, all for their own politics and campaigning or their political sides. And it's un-American. And we'll, we'll take steps towards stopping that. Do you think it's a coincidence that you're seeing in, in a lot of polls that in a hypothetical matchup, Trump versus Biden, that Trump beats Biden? I mean, we're talking about an electoral landslide in some polls. This is not right. a coincidence, right? 
It's not a coincidence. And I think if you look at our country, I think it speaks for itself. Um, you've seen a lot of the minority vote come out right now, and, and they're really feeling for President Trump and all these legal battles and seeing how that he is being prosecuted and persecuted. And they are saying, hey, I can't have this. This could happen to me. Georgia, they're looking at their state. They're looking at their city, their town. And they're saying this is a woman who isn't getting crime off the streets. Letitia James, D.A. Bragg, New York. Crime is rampant. We've got our borders open. And what do we see? Them persecuting a man who created jobs in Manhattan, who was a self-made person, who wasn't bought by any political party or any any political uh, avenue or, or, frankly, anything, because he's his own man. And that's why they're coming at him. They don't really have any other venue to do it. So now we're seeing what I call political lawfare. We've heard it a lot in the past month, but that is what this is. It's not warfare. It's using the law in an inappropriate manner to further political gain because they cannot beat him. Attorney Alina Haba, general counsel for the Save America PAC on Newsmax. Meanwhile, the Fulton County judge, Scott McAfee, who will be overseeing the alleged election interference case against Trump and 18 other co-defendants, said yesterday that all proceedings in his courtroom will be broadcast on the Fulton County Court YouTube channel, meaning that anyone anywhere essentially can see it, anyone with Internet. All of this and Donald Trump's poll numbers continue to go up. If you have followed politics for any period of time, especially presidential races, then you know, I mean, this is really, really a phenomenon. Decades ago, especially in a presidential race, a candidate having facial hair like a mustache or a beard against one that didn't literally swayed voters. Now we have indictments and mugshots and, you know, all the rest of this. The most recent poll from Morning Consult shows 62% of potential primary voters think that Donald Trump has the best chance of beating the Democratic incumbent, which would be Biden if he makes it. That's up nine percentage points from the previous week. Nine points from before the mugshot. That matches a high in Morning Consult's tracking of that question since April. Meanwhile, 13% of voters who indicated they plan to vote in a Republican primary or caucus in their state said Ronnie D is the most electable against Biden. DeSantis, as you know, has been back in the national spotlight this week with the hurricane in his state of Florida. And as I mentioned earlier, he will likely get a lot of coverage for better or for worse from his meeting tomorrow with President Biden, which was a topic of discussion on last night's Rob Schmidt Tonight. So let's talk about this. Greg Hartley is a behavior and body language expert, and he joins us now. Sir, good to have you on the show. Uh, I want to start with DeSantis at at the debate. You know, it it just seemed a bit, it didn't seem natural. He didn't seem like he was natural in that room, and that's a very, very hard room. Let's start with that. But what did you see from the body language at the debate? Well, you can tell it's rehearsed. This is a close, and you can't miss it because everything is marked. Watch his hands doing exactly what they're supposed to do, his head doing exactly what it should do, his eyes, everything making the comment. And I think he may have flubbed something is why we see that half-sided face. That's usually an indicator of of either contempt or disdain and probably with the situation. You have to be pretty aware of what you were trying to deliver to do that, but it makes it does make you look weaker for sure. It just, yeah, it, it seems unnatural to people. And now I want to analyze uh, the, the clip of DeSantis. You know, I, I think in his in his best moments or when he's, you know, dealing with something in his state, um, you know, dealing with a problem, dealing with the media. Um, what do you see when you look at this? 
Yeah, I think he looks in control. When we yeah. look at a CEO giving a quarterly earnings statement, when we look at a person who's prepared and goes out to speak, they're not going to be attacked, mostly. They're going to be there to answer a question, to solve a problem. They have a team that's developed something, and that's executive action. And he does look together. He's making his points. He's not looking wooden and prepared. He's talking about what he's doing. He's pointing back to people behind him. Again, you have to be conscious enough to receive a threat. But when that threat does occur in a debate, it causes a person's brain to scramble and they start to go into fight or flight. You can hear their voice change, everything changing. Mm. Yeah, I got 20 seconds left, but who's the most natural politician you've seen when you just watch people that look like they're comfortable in their skin? Well, you know, he's not always bad, but when you get right. on stage and Let's face it, Trump is Trump, and he's going to always be Trump, and he never changes what he does. Yeah. Biden, on the other hand, has no ideas in trouble, so he's Biden all the time, too. So. <laughs> Greg Gartley, good stuff. Thank you, sir. Thanks. So he said President Biden doesn't know he's in trouble, and he got into more trouble again yesterday by saying something stupid again. Remember when they called him the comforter-in-chief, Mr. Empathy? Here's Eric Bowling. Joe Biden's latest example, here he is, responding to Hurricane Idalia yesterday by claiming half his home almost collapsed in a huge fire that actually, folks, didn't happen. Lightning struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. Now, to further our point, here's Joe Biden responding to Hurricane Ian last year by claiming he lost an awful lot of his home in that same made-up fire story. I know from experience how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. Neither of those things are true, but that's not the point. It seems to me that the powers that be in the Democrat Party are letting him implode on purpose to quietly pave the way for a younger, more charismatic candidate to take over the throne. After Republicans waste all of their time and money hitting Joe Biden in the upcoming election. So now I want to tie some things together, some stories we've covered this week. On Tuesday, I said that Joe Biden will not be the 2024 Democrat nominee for president. But I also said that the Democrats will keep him in that position as a placeholder as long as they can. Keeping him as the placeholder makes him the target of all the GOP attacks. When he steps down as the nominee... The GOP's attacks will have been against a man who's no longer in the race. So the Democrat leadership is sitting back, waiting for the right time, waiting for the right moment. My belief is that they will eventually have a sit down with Joe and offer him a chance to save face. His doctors will express a concern that the campaign trail may be detrimental to his health and that he'll need to spend his retirement at Rehoboth Beach, where, by the way, he spent nearly half of his presidency already. But while the Democrat leadership is waiting for the right moment, individual Democrats are already measuring the curtains in the Oval Office. I mentioned Gavin Newsom, who's been acting as a surrogate and supporter for Biden in the election. When Biden steps down, Newsom sees himself as the natural successor. That's Eric Bowling, host of The Balance, weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. If you have been listening to me for the last few months, then you know that I couldn't agree more with what he just said. It is exactly what I've been saying, except for the Gavin Newsom part. And I do agree that Newsom wants to be president. I also think that Democrats, if you are a Democrat and happen to be listening, why aren't you supporting RFK Jr. more? But 
I still say that when Biden drops out of the race, at this point, seeing his decline almost on a weekly basis, you have to think he is going to drop out of the race. And that's when I think Michelle Obama emerges. I've been saying this for months. So have some other people. Plus, plus, haven't you been hearing more and more recently about how Barack Obama is allegedly Joe Biden's puppet master? Think about it. I mean, I would hate to be right, but really think about it. And on Monday's Newsmax Daily, if you go back, I featured weekend host Tom Basile explaining why Republicans must must go after the Democrats specifically, the Democratic agenda, and not just Joe Biden. Go back and listen to that. And this from this morning's Wake Up America. So Joe Biden has been president now for two and a half years. His approval rating is lower than any president outside of Jimmy Carter this far into his first term. And it looks like Americans are starting to wise up. Joining us now, former acting U.S. Attorney General Matt Whitaker. Welcome in. Hey, good morning. Matt, good to see you. Happy Friday. Um, so I, we just learned about these 4,500 emails where President Biden was VP and he was signing these emails using fake names. Um, we had James Comer on with us yesterday and he made it clear that, that the Oversight Committee wants these emails from the National Archives, but the National Archives says that they're not going to send them to the Oversight Committee unless Joe Biden and Barack Obama approve the release of the emails. Uh, <laughs> What do you make of that? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, guess what? We're back in the Presidential Records Act, which uh, only seems to help Democrats and, and uh, you know, certainly uh, has been not helpful to former President Trump and his, you know, battle over presidential records. But that being said, Rob, um, you know, what we have here is a situation where uh, the, the Obama-Biden administration from, you know, that ended in 2016 could easily... Uh, wave a magic wand and say, you know what, we want to be transparent. We want to demonstrate that we have nothing to hide and we're going to share these documents. And instead, they're stonewalling. And why are they stonewalling? Because these are the documents. This is the smoking gun. This shows that Joe Biden was directly involved with his son, Hunter Biden, and his business dealings, uh, you know, gave him uh, important intelligence, intelligence that was not publicly available so that Hunter Biden could do his business transactions and help uh, his Ukrainian friends at Burisma and elsewhere uh, so that the Biden family could profit. To be clear, it, it is illegal if you are in an office like Biden was vice president at the time to use that office to benefit um, financially through doing business with foreign countries. But you're right. If they were to just have not done anything wrong, releasing the emails would completely alleviate yeah. them from the blame. Do you think that we will see these emails or will they be swept under the rug just like the yeah. cocaine in the White House? Well, that's a really good point. And, you know, it's not only uh, whether or not Joe Biden benefited from his official duties, but whether his family did. And that, you know, that is the 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 to me, what the conspiracy is here, and that is it was very clear that Joe Biden uh, knew what Hunter was doing. Uh, and these emails will help tell us and, and fill out that picture. And that, you know, Hunter Biden, who is, you know, the son of the then vice president, was benefiting financially from that. Now, the more interesting thing, and in addition to all of that, is, you know, how, uh, you know, Joe Biden, who used to call himself Amtrak Joe, said he was the poorest member of the Senate and had been in public service since the Nixon administration, right. uh, suddenly can afford, you know, multiple houses, including beachfront property in, in his home state of Delaware. 
which is likely where the president will be again this weekend, the beach. That is former acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker on this morning's edition of Wake Up America. Don't forget about Wake Up America weekend edition tomorrow and Sunday beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Newsmax, which is on most cable systems like AT&T, Cox Cable, Comcast, Fios, Spectrum, Xfinity, even Dish and DirecTV, as well as many others. It's also on your favorite platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, and more. Thank you again for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a terrific and safe Labor Day weekend. Do not, do not drink and drive. Do not do anything else stupid or dangerous. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.